Welcome to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent singers, songwriters, and musicians. I'm Jordan of High Five Music. Right now, you're hearing the sounds of Isabel Pless, a singer-songwriter from Jericho, Vermont, who just released her first EP. 19 now, beauty queen, I didn't know what it would be like to have somebody look me dead in the eyes and say, I wish you were mine. Be scared, but all I knew was that it didn't feel right. Waited all this time just to find what if I'm love blind? I started playing guitar when I was 10, and then I started writing music when I was 13. And I didn't really do anything with it. I like performed a little bit um, in middle school and high school. And then I stopped when I got to college because I was studying and I didn't have a ton of time. But then <laughs> during the pandemic, everything was shut down. I had nothing to do, I wasn't working. Um, and so I started like posting clips online um, on TikTok specifically and um, they gained some traction, and now I'm a musician, <laughs> part-time. Awesome. So this wasn't something, it, it was one of the things that the, the pandemic brought on. Yeah, it was one of those like silver lining things where, you know, things aren't so great in general, but this is one nice thing to come out of it for me. Do you come from a musical family? I don't, which is funny. Um, my parents are not musical at all, so it was... I don't know, something I just discovered on my own. I feel like it either goes one of two ways. It's either parents are musical or they're doctors and lawyers or, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I was always jealous of like my friends who had musical parents. I was like, my history teacher and PE teacher <laughs> parents are not the most musical people. So who did you listen to as a kid? Because like when I was growing up, I got into uh, like soundtracks and, and dance music later on. But early on, I was I was a pop music guy. My first concert was Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. My first concert was Kelly Clarkson. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Same vein. Yeah. Um, yes. So Taylor Swift. I was big Swifty <laughs> throughout high school and stuff. Um, and then I started getting into like folk music more towards the end of high school. So like I discovered Joni Mitchell, which was very exciting. Um, so now I'm more of like a folk Americana sort of person, but definitely pop throughout throughout middle and high school. And the tears from a whirlpool in the center of my face I breathe in then forget to breathe out. I do hear a lot of folklore on your your EP. Yeah. <laughs> too big for the playground, too small for the big leagues. Did you set out to make this EP where you like, let me just write something and see what comes out? Yeah, I it was something I'd always wanted to do, but I didn't really know how. And um, I had like a backlog of songs basically, but none of these are from that. It, it was all songs that I'd started writing probably beginning last July or so when I had started posting clips online. And so once I started gaining more attention, I was like, okay, this is something I can realistically follow through with. Was there a certain song that was easier to write than another? Um, Family Tree was one that I wrote all in one sitting. I think it was the only one, I think, from the EP where that happened. Um, 
just because I think the topic was something I had been thinking about for a long time and I was able to sort of just flush it out in one go. Every family has their secrets, has their heartache and their reasons for their Mitosis was harder. Like, that was one that took me months to write because I think I wrote the chorus. I think I might have even written it like two years ago and then just kept it and then finished it um, over the summer. I'm splitting in half in mitosis of sorts. Once I shed this skin, I won't hurt anymore. I never let myself Definitely, like the process was varying between songs. I have uh, I have two favorites for different reasons. So, Family Tree is fun because it's the sing-along song. You know, that's the one you're gonna play live, and you know, fingers crossed, everyone joins along. Hopefully. <laughs> and uh, and Burnout is the other one. There's like a nostalgic quality to it that I can't really put my finger on. Thanks. Yeah, that's good to hear. Burnout is probably my favorite if I had to pick one. The EP. <laughs> and I smoke out the window when my parents are home. Leave a light on at night if I'm sleeping alone. And my mailbox is full, but no one calls my phone anyway. Think I burned out a while ago. Maybe I'll relight one day. What I do, I think. <laughs> with songwriting is I write a verse and a chorus usually and then I put it aside and if I feel like I want to come back to it that's when I finish it and so that's what happened with all these and there were a lot of other songs where I wrote maybe a first verse and a chorus but never finished them um, but these were the ones that I'd finished it's almost always lyrics first sometimes there's a melody that comes with the lyrics but most of the time it's just words and then I do everything else later now, everybody knows and, and loves the Swifts and the Sheerans, uh, but are there any lesser known artists that people might not know, but that are really inspirational to you? Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of Vermont artists. Henry Jameson is, a, is an artist from Burlington, and he's like my comfort go-to artist. So he was like really influential, I think, or still is <laughs> like in my music making process. Is there a big Vermont scene? I've never been to Vermont. Yeah, so. a little bit. Um, Noah Kahn is also from Vermont. He, I listen to a lot of his music. Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. Fish is from Vermont, although I don't really listen to Fish. <laughs> you get a lot of uh, Ben and Jerry's jokes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite flavor? Um, it used to be half-baked. I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, fish food is really good. <laughs> so maybe that one. I haven't had that one. Okay. It's good. I like uh, American Dream. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Would you ever consider writing for other people? Because a lot of singer-songwriters like um, like Julia Michaels started putting out her own stuff more recently, but for years she was writing for all the other pop acts. 
Yeah, she's incredible. I was, this is a little off topic, but I, I remember I went and looked at her entire catalog of like what she's written. It's crazy. There's like hundreds and hundreds of songs. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. That's something I'd be interested in. You're in college right now. So uh, what are you studying? Um, I'm studying linguistics. So, you know, not really related to music at all, but it helps with my songwriting. Yeah, word yeah. choice and things like that. Yeah. So after you graduate, plans? Plan originally was like grad school, and that's still because I am planning on doing speech and language pathology still. But I might, I think like probably I'll take a gap year. I haven't really ever had time off from school, so it'd be nice to like, you know, take a break for a while and maybe work on music a little bit. So have you had a chance to perform live yet? Not since everything, like, everything started picking up. Um, the last time I really performed live was like senior year of high school, but I've been doing like TikTok live and stuff. That's not the same really, but it gives me a little taste of like... It's similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Because when you write songs, they're, you know, usually in your bedroom alone with your own thoughts, with your own words, but then you have to broadcast them or perform them in front of people. And it's like your personal stuff. It. Does that feel weird to you when you're, when you're doing it live? Not really. I think I've written it all out and taken out the parts where like maybe I wouldn't want to broadcast that to like everybody. So it's all stuff I'm comfortable just like sharing with people, obviously, because I think they can relate. The weirdest part, I think, is like for friends and family members playing them really personal stuff and having to just be OK with whatever they think. <laughs> I would like to hopefully live in a city someday, but also I really like Burlington, so. Are there any places you want to visit, whether for music or otherwise? Yeah, I mean, I've only ever been out of the country to go to Iceland, which was awesome. I like backpacked through Iceland for two weeks when I was 18. Um, but I would love to go like visit other places in Europe, Australia. I was going to go to New Zealand for study abroad, but that got canceled. Um, well, if you were there, you would have been just fine. I know. <laughs> that's the hard part is like, I would have been okay. Yeah. I've established Vermont is like just very influential in general. It's really nice to live in a state where you can just look outside and there's like mountains everywhere. And yeah, I love my family. They're incredible and super supportive. I always strive to be like them. Do they have a favorite song? My mom really likes mitosis because she gets sort of shout out. My dad really likes burnout, <laughs> which is funny because there's that line about, well, I'll say like, what's funny about that song is none of the things I'm talking about have ever really happened to me. Um, so there's that line about smoking out the window when my parents are home and they're like, yeah, that's not you. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny because a lot of singer songwriters do that they'll you know they're storytellers mm. essentially and so they'll they'll make up something are you trained in any way not really <laughs> i i did take guitar lessons in middle school but i most of it is self-taught and piano i never really took lessons for okay because a lot of your like your harmonies and stuff th so those were all just you figuring it out mm -hmm. yeah i'm actually taking my first next term I'm taking an AP music well not AP because it's college but you know like first music theory course which is exciting you might find it more boring than you want it to be because <laughs> like you know I, I was drumming at, at four so I'm by you know 
middle school, I was all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then I got lessons and it was pat, 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 pat. I was like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> Back to basics. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to learn how to read music. That'd be super helpful. Um, <laughs> it obviously is like learning another language. So I think that's something I would have to take a class on because I don't really want to teach myself that. What are you hoping people take away from your EP? Well, it was definitely about that feeling of like coming home and having been away for a while. And now I'm back in my childhood bedroom and like coming to terms with that. So feeling stuck in between being like a kid and then also having all these responsibilities that are fairly adult. So it was definitely about that feeling of like, I'm not totally sure where my place in the world is yet. Are there any different artists outside of the genre you write in that you listen to? Because like, I, I do a lot of remixing and things like that, but a lot of the artists I listen to aren't necessarily dance or you know, the harder side of it either. Honestly, I rarely stray from like indie alternative folk. Like I, I guess like Leon Bridges is a little bit more bluesy, I guess. And I really like his music also. On the other side, like Amar Apollo is a little bit more like alternative, but honestly, pretty consistent with my <laughs> like Katie Bridgers, Julian Baker, Boy Genius in general. <laughs> I met a lot of really cool people on TikTok, which is just there's a lot to critique about that platform, but it has given me a lot of opportunities to connect with people, and that's awesome. Um, Moira and Claire, they're a Canadian sister duo. Um, They're really, they have fun music. Um, I found out about Jensen McRae through TikTok and she's incredible also. TikTok is, it's like anything else. There's, you know, you find the portion of it that relates to you. The algorithm is very good at doing that, yeah. Day one on TikTok, yeah, you'll, you'll see a lot of dances and obnoxious people, but By the week's over, Mm -hmm. it'll be like, this is all for me. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Yep. (laughs) So musically, what's next? I'm already sort of working on another project. I'm not totally sure what it is yet. I think probably more of a full-length album. Um, But obviously my main focus right now is school. And then hopefully in summertime, I'll have more time to like record. Isabel's debut EP, Too Big for the Playground, Too Small for the Big Leagues, is available now on all the major platforms. Follow her on Instagram at Isabel underscore plus and on TikTok at Everything Hurts Man. You can hear her music and all other artists featured on Indie Echo by going to the show's Spotify playlist from the Instagram link on at Indie Echo Podcast. Indie Echo is a production of High Five Music an online production studio that turns your bedroom pop songs into Spotify-ready hits. Do you or someone you know want to be featured on the show? Let me know by filling out the contact form link on Instagram, at High Five Music. That's at H-I number five. All these links are also available in the show notes. I hope you'll join us for the next Indie Echo. But for now, thank you for listening to this one. La 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 la